to another edition of the Prep Zone podcast sponsored by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for 70 years. On this episode, I am uh, pleased to be joined by NSA assistant director in charge of football and a couple of other things, Nate Niehaus. Nate, how are you uh, this afternoon? And I'm doing well. Good to see you. How are you? I'm I'm good. Hanging in there. I, we got some, uh, I guess, good news yesterday, right? Would, would that be the term, right. term to use? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Yeah. What what went into the decision to uh, move, charge forward or move forward with with starting fall sports on time and um, you know a season, hopefully, and and all of that. Yeah, I think a lot of things went into it, and it's been a collective process over the last two or three months going through the situation as it is, and each day it's fluid and something new comes up, and we've got to think about those issues and discuss those issues. And I think it was time to get something out there to our membership, the parents, the coaches, the schools, saying, here is our plan. We are taking charge. We'd like to do something this fall, and right now our plan is to get started on time. Would uh, what went into that decision? I mean, was it just kind of we're hearing from our members if school, you know, the governor said school can start on time and most schools look to be doing that in person. Is that kind of what sort of went into the decision or is there a little more to it? No, sure. That, a lot of things go into thing, to that decision. We do talk to the governor. We talk to the NDE. We talk to our schools. We look at the data, we look at the results and the cases that are potentially popping up here and there. And at this time, we're in a position we feel confident that we can start on time. Hopefully we can start on time and we'll continue to monitor the situation. It's fluid. As everybody knows, it changes day to day, hour to hour. So as of today, we'd like to start on time August 10th. Uh, is the ultimate decision is the governor's, right, basically? Or is it different health departments throughout the state? I mean, who whose decision is, okay, you know, as of today, everything looks fine, but a week from now it could change. Who makes the, the call then? I think any of those people you referenced could. Obviously, the governor has the power to do about anything within the state, shut down schools, shut down businesses, make proclamations. The health, the county health departments also are a valuable piece of this. They know exactly what's going on and the information is valuable that they can give us. So everybody's going to have a piece of this and we'll make decisions that keep kids safe, keep kids, spectators, parents, keep everybody involved that can be safe. Is there, is there a contingency plan for, let's say, and I know this is something that you definitely don't want to think about, but let's say, OPS says we're not going to let our football teams play or, you know, fall sports participate, or even if it's, you know, Kearney or Grand Island public schools, something like that. Is there contingency plans with that or are you just kind of crossing your fingers? No, sure there are. And every year schools have the opportunity to decide whether or not they participate in NSAA activities. The harsh reality is everybody makes decisions every year. This year's different. I understand that with all the things that are going on, but we do have different ideas, different plans. 
if this happens, maybe we can adjust, monitor and adjust, monitor and adjust. And we are a statewide association, and that's what makes it difficult. Things look different in western Nebraska to central Nebraska to eastern Nebraska and different counties, different regions. So we need to consider all of those things when we make these big decisions. Is, uh, I guess, how – maybe more of a personal question, but how trying has this last few months been for you, trying to put kind of – you know, a stamp on or make the decision to move forward or schedules or contingency schedules? I mean, how, how stressful or trying has that been for you? It's part of the job. And again, we want to do what's right for the student athletes. It's been somewhat frustrating maybe the last few months because you're trying to make decisions, but you don't have information to make those decisions. You're trying to answer questions and you don't even know what the questions are yet. And so really within the last week or two, and I think these next three or four weeks will be the real trying times. I think this will be telling as we push through these next few weeks. Part of, um, I guess, the statement from the NSAA yesterday was, um, please don't do anything outside of your school with your teams in your school. Uh, as you and I know, um, spring or I guess club sports are happening and have been happening and they're going to continue to happen. There's nothing, you know, you guys can necessarily do about that, but is that really a concern for you? Well, we're trying to minimize risk mm -hmm. exposure. And if we can recommend or at least ask schools to really consider are these decisions you're making over the next few weeks to go to these camps or leagues or whatever it might be, are they real necessary? Because we are kind of at a tipping point, and we're just afraid that we go too far now, it might push us over the edge in the fall. So we're just asking our schools to be cognizant of that, really make good decisions these next few weeks, because you're right, kids are participating in clubs and the AAUs and those other activities that go on in the summer. So we hope that we can get to a fall season. Is there a plan for – Again, maybe it's just a local decision throughout the state. But let's say, just throwing a school out there, I don't know. Uh, Ansley Litchfield, per se, has four or five kids test positive. Um, is there a plan for maybe they have to either sit those kids out or does the whole team, or is that just based on the different counties' health departments, directives, or decisions? Yeah, many of those decisions will be made at a local level. Can they control the grouping? Can they contact Trace? They'll have to contact their county health departments to get some answers about how do they handle a positive case, not only in the athletic or activities realm, but even in the education in the classrooms and in the school. Are they going to shut down a whole class, a whole wing, a group? And I know that I've heard a lot of good ideas from principals and superintendents about how they plan to group their students so they can control if they do have a positive outbreak and not shut down the entire facility. So, yeah, I, we really trust the schools to manage that. Is there one, one question or thought um, that I've heard, I guess, in the last week or so is if, and I'm just, if OPS or Lincoln Public Schools decides we're not going to allow our teams to play, those athletes are going to likely be like, well, I want to play, so can I transfer to, you know, a suburban school or, or a school nearby? Is there a, 
contingency plan at all for something like that? Has that been thought about at all? Yeah, there's been thoughts. There's been conversations. Currently, our bylaws are pretty specific about what it takes to transfer or be eligible. And there isn't any plan to make exceptions to that. Uh, but not to say that that won't lead to further discussion. Yeah, that's, that's just that's one of the biggest <laughs> kind of things, obviously, as you know, I, I live in the metro and that's a big concern just every day, <laughs> much mm -hmm. less every year. So that was, was one kind of sort of question I had. Is, um, how close was there to going to a district-only schedule? There was talk about that. Was that ever a kind of possibility? And is it still maybe a possibility if something happens? Yeah, it was and is. I think everything is still a possibility and is still an option, viable option. We'll have to look through those things as this evolves. We looked at starting early, starting late, shortening the season, shortening the postseason, a lot of different ideas. And then we're still trying to figure out when and where do the positive tests occur. It's kind of a guessing game. What schools, when, and if you shorten the season, let's say down to five or six weeks, and then a school loses two or three games, now you're looking at only two or three games being played. Mm. Whereas maybe if we can keep our, our season open, you know, to more of a nine or 10 week season and keep our schedule fluid so that as games do start to domino effect, lose here and there, people can fill their schedule as needed. And I'm not sure how that will affect a postseason if we can get through a postseason, but a lot of options, a lot of ideas, and we're going to have to narrow it down here in the next few weeks. Is, um, has there been a concern? I know there's an official shortage anyway, right? Like just yep. no matter what in all sports, it, has there been concern from different official groups that I know, you know, do some scheduling and stuff about, you know, the pandemic and having officials out near kids and that has, has that been a kind of concern right now yet? No, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because the focus right now is can we play and those kind of questions but there's a lot of layers to actually getting to play these activities and sports and these sorts of things. And it does boil down to officiating. And to think that, you know, typically if we get 1,200 officials to sign up in a regular year, do we really think we're going to get 1,200 this year? Kind of naive to expect that. And so, yeah, there is a concern about can we guarantee that each game is covered with a five-man crew or a four-man crew? And what's it going to look like week to week if an official and an official crew test positive? So we are managing those situations i've had conversations with our assigners and our observers and different people across the state i i am pretty optimistic though from the information that i'm gathering i feel good that most of our officials i'm not concerned that we're going to be in trouble with our fishing everybody's pretty gung-ho ready to go yeah and i mean let's face it really officials kind of are separate and socially distanced really anyway right besides the i guess umpire yeah, for the most part, especially in the game of football, you right. can you can social distance, there's different positions. But I think even more than that, if you look at the demographic of our officials, I did a survey over the summer, our largest demographic of officials is over 55 years of age. And that's the most at risk right. uh, with reference to the COVID issue. So some of them are going to have concerns and I don't blame them. And, and they have certainly have the, the choice to do that. We just hope we need we can get enough officials to cover the games. Is it? It, one thing I guess the NFL was talking about was a face shield on a face mask. Is that even, is that something that the NSA had thought about or was that a conversation about some sort of a shield for a face mask? 
Sure. So obviously the Federation rules allow for face visors, clear, free of tint, shut. And I think another company have started to create what they call this splash shield, which ties into the face mask below where a visor would be. And they are permissible by rule. They're not required. They're not endorsed. Uh, but certainly we would not prohibit anybody from wearing those if it is a legal piece of equipment. It's not permitted to just wear a piece of plastic <laughs> under your face mask. It has to be attached to the face mask and be a piece of equipment that has been approved. Okay. Is it, as far as fans are concerned, has that, is that going to be a NSAA decision or a, each individual school district decision? Um, you know, big, large student sections grouped together, you know, that, that can be, you know, kind of a thing <laughs> at times. And right. Yeah. Is that, is and that I think the NSAA has, and I think as the NSAA, we have a responsibility to provide guidance mm-hmm. and maybe even some recommendations, but situations like that are really going to be at control of the local school. They know what their venue can hold. They know what, what they're working with in terms of resources and facilities and what their county health people might say. So some of that will be deferred back to the school uh, for best practices on how to social distance and set up their venues to do those things. All right, Nate, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time and uh, giving us a little insight to kind of what we hopefully can expect will be a successful football season or fall mm-hmm. sports season, I should say, not just football. Um, uh, in, I guess, you know, a couple weeks here starting up. Yeah, that's correct. I appreciate being on the show. Letting us get the word out. We're working hard here on, on our end, as, as are the coaches and the athletes and the administrators. Everybody has a vested interest in getting this done in a safe way. So I think we'll get there. All right, thanks. The official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha. MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.